My name is Annie Grossman and I'm a dog trainer. I'm the owner and co-founder of School for the Dogs, a dog training center located in Manhattan's East Village. On this podcast, I talk about dog training, interview industry experts, discuss pet trends, answer questions, and try to communicate my love for all things related to behavioral science. Thanks a lot for listening. I think this podcast will help make you the best possible human best friend any dog could ask for. Hello, listeners. Thank you for being here. I am interviewing today Leah Wiseman, who is, we're we're trying to figure out exactly what to call her, but for the moment, I'm going to call her our student leader of our upcoming 21-day challenge. Uh, Leah, hey, thanks for being here. Hey, Annie. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm so excited to chat about our challenge that we're going to I do. know. Me too. So I wanted to have Leah on um, both to talk about the challenge and we can go through um, some of the specifics, um, but also just wanted to kind of hear about Leah's journey into dog training. Um, she has been a podcast listener, I know, since she got her puppy since you got your puppy. I don't know if I should be, am I speaking to you or like the greater people? Right. It's kind of surreal to be talking to you um, live when it's, I'm so used to like hearing your voice. (laughs) Aw, that's, that's, that's nice. You know, like my husband won't listen to the podcast except when he listens to it. Uh, Every every now and then he'll listen to it on like double speed. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, there are people who don't even know me who <laughs> who don't mind listening to me at regular yeah. speed. <laughs> He's like, I listen to you enough. I already know all the stuff that you're gonna say. So yeah, why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about about how you got into dog training? I know you're you have two dogs now, is that right? No, I just have George. Oh, what happened? Didn't you have two for a little while? We did. We so we adopted a boxer puppy who turned out to be not a good fit for George and just not a good fit for um, another dog. She needed to have a single dog household. And then she, um, we found a new home that uh, with the rescue, that was a single. Good for you. I'm sure that was hard, but I think often that's like the right, the right thing to do. Yeah. I actually listened. I remember I was like trying to make the decision. um, And I listened to that one podcast episode that you had like okay this is right oh yeah right I did an episode where I'm like maybe you maybe you shouldn't really keep your dog (laughs) it's some of the the hard the hard things to talk about but it's important that like you do what's best for the dogs you know and what's best for you if you're going to be taking care of the dogs yeah and you know I um I was talking recently oh maybe it was the episode with Tara Newell about like codependency in in um well in general but in relationship with pets and I think like we we need to be careful, like, you know, anyone who has like a codependent uh, tendency needs to be careful to live a life that's right for them um, and not like contort their lives to a point of being uncomfortable in order to accommodate a pet that might yeah. actually be happier elsewhere. Anyway, so that was Olive, who is now happy in another home, I hope. Yes. Um, but tell me about George and, and how George came into your life. So, um 
interestingly enough, uh, we had had Madison, our um, our dog, for about 10 years, and we rescued her, um, and she was like my boyfriend's heart dog. So we, um, I had never had a puppy before, or really had a dog other than kind of helping him take care of Madison, um, but she was really his dog, and so... Um, we went to a rescue, um, maybe about eight months ago, nine months ago now, and it was going to be like another dog for, for my boyfriend. Um, and when we, we got him, George, <laughs> we brought him home and I don't know, there was just like, it was like an undeniable connection between me and George and they have a great connection too. Like George loves his dad, but like I'm his person and, um, it just so of, it's interesting. You weren't like you weren't like I gotta get a dog. Like dogs are my thing. You were like we'll get a dog for you, hun. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'd grow, grown up like watching Caesar Milan and thinking dogs were great, but I never had owned a dog before. It was interesting getting George. Um, and so you watched Caesar Milan because you like dogs, but you didn't you didn't like hound your parents to get you a dog. No, no, they, um, there was, we grew up in like rent, rental homes in like mm-hmm. San Diego here. So like small houses, no yards really. So it kind of wouldn't have really been fair for a dogs, which I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't let me get one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I asked, uh, probably, but I never had him growing up and yeah, I was, I was into, you know, that show. <laughs> and, um, so then I got George and um, we took him to like the vet and the vet was like, do you want some advice on, you know, puppy training? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, she mentioned the puppy start right book, I think. And then she's like, listen to the school for the dogs podcast. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, um, cool. That's so um, cool. I know. So I was like, um, went home and bought the, that book and didn't, it was not, I didn't really even get into the book. And then I like looked up your podcast and I just started listening to a bunch of episodes. And since like George was so young and like in such a perfect period to like Im- implement these training, like things that I was hearing on your podcast, even just like at first when I didn't even understand anything about dog training, really, I was just like, we shouldn't be saying no to him. Like, let's say like, yes, for everything else. Like, I was just like trying to like convince my boyfriend of this new like world that I was like being introduced to um, of good dog training, (laughs) like behavior science. And, um, and then I saw how, how fun it was and how well it worked with George. And I kind of just like fell in love. And then um, um. That's so cool. I mean, I feel like I I fell more in love with my dog when I started training him, which I uh, I got him in 2005 and I didn't really um, learn anything really about training till he was like five or so. And um, yeah, and uh, it really does. It really does do something to a relationship when you start to see like how their wheels turn and how you can help them feel good about things and how you can um, like my dog Amos. Oh, I miss him so much. He used Mm -hmm. to get this like used to get this like stoned happy look (laughs) sometimes during training. Like like oh my god, I'm so into this. I love it. I love it. I love it. And and it's like to be able to help another animal like get to that mental state and be so excited to like I don't know it's it's special it's it special. is it is 
And well, and I, I know that your background is in human relations, um, which is something I know you and I have emailed back and forth about before. But when you told me that, I was like, oh, well, you're just moving from <laughs> you're just moving from like training one animal to training another. I mean, I'm guessing learning about this stuff has probably given you insights into the world of human relations that you didn't have before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think that as soon as I um, made that connection um, listening to your podcast, like I told you um, when we emailed, I was just like, whoa, because I was just getting the understanding of like operant conditioning, classical conditioning, like positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. positive punishment is used a lot. I mean, getting written up or, you know, oh God, yeah, all kinds of things, raises, um, bonuses, that kind of stuff, positive reinforcement. So, um, I mean, in schools too. Schools. Yes. Yes. I think, I think I, I, I think I was like held back a lot in school by fear of doing poorly, like as much as like not taking a class or not trying something because I was worried like I wouldn't get an A. Yeah. Uh, But human relations. Well, I did an episode about this actually inspired by you where I I talked about how how much I appreciate human resources (laughs) and human relations before because it's just like a different – it's like a different application of the same science that like involves its own its own technologies and skills and uh, and structures that I I feel like are not particularly my strong suit, but I can like appreciate it from the outside. Yeah, I think I think it's just like once you um, like make that connection and you can like choose where to apply it whenever you need to. Like I don't know <laughs> when you see like how it works with dogs, and then you have the the ability to like kind of use the same concept like I, I did when I was I was working before I got I got laid off when I was working in human resources I was like how can we use positive reinforcement more than negative reinforcement here in this company and that wasn't really the that wasn't, wasn't really their focus <laughs> they also probably were like what's negative reinforcement <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly they're yeah they're like are you trying to bring dog training into this <laughs> do you use it with your boyfriend um, yeah. And it's like, once you learn these things and then you see how they work with dogs, I don't know, you can't go back from that. You can't be like, this is not going to work with humans. Like it works with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Although I find like in in my relationship, it can be hard to figure out how to use positive reinforcement because like, which I, I know sounds awful and ridiculous. Um, when, when, when I'm specifically like trying to change a behavior, it's really hard to not like nag him or... Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, you know, just like I think it's because like we spend so much of our lives together and we share so many of like the good things, you know, we share food, we share money, we share love, we share like our daughter, like that, like, it's not like I have, like, if I'm turning off access to any of those things or turning on access to any of those things, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's harder to control those things that are just like in our lives all the time. And, um, you know, I can't just like toss cookies at him when he's good. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, he could totally toss cookies at me and that would really be okay. But. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a little easier since we're not married yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I do try and like use like antecedent arrangements though sometimes with him and like arrange like the environment in ways or, or like just like be very clear with my cues. I actually, I just bought, we have this argument about like the dish towel. He's always putting the dish towel on 
draping it over like a chair in our kitchen and it drives me crazy because we have like a million hooks for dish towels and um and I've like nagged him a million times about it and uh it's been like such a source of arguments that at this point I'm like aren't you just conditioned to know like don't you just like go to put the dish towel there and like and like (laughs) haven't you been classically conditioned to feel like it's the wrong thing to do but he hasn't um but I finally, it actually hasn't come yet, but I just like ordered a little sign to stick on the chair that says, don't do it. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, exactly. That's actually um, the kind of thing that you have to do in like human resources is like, please don't do this. I like, actually put signs in front of people's faces. Right. Like be ridiculously obvious about it. Oh my God. I guess that's like the, uh, I don't know if you have to do this in California, probably because it's California and we're in New York. It's not, they're not that different, but like the um, sexual harassment training. Yeah things that you have to do if you work at a company or if you run a company that like like I do even <laughs> like yeah. oh my god it's so like these these what, I don't know what yours was it's like a it's like a video slash powerpoint about like right. how to not sexually harass people that's like yes. so obvious that it's like is anybody actually watching this and learning something but I guess maybe it's just like a don't do it sign yeah <laughs> exactly I actually at my last job I had to um because that that law just came into like effect starting like 2021 I had to get everybody all of the employees all of the managers all of the c-staff and the ceo give them that harassment training webinar and make sure they did it and it was yeah I got a lot of complaints about how stupid it was yeah it's but but again like now that we're talking about it I'm realizing maybe it's just it's not the content that matters it's just the like the the acknowledgement that matters yeah Um, exactly so what are what's some of the fun training that you've done with George lately and what's George like? I mean, I know him from his photos and his videos, but tell me yeah. more. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what, what kind of stuff can I tell you? Um, he's. Do you know his? So he came from a shelter. Was he born in the shelter or? So I don't know. Okay. So the the rescue is a animal center, Helen Woodward, down here in San Diego. Um, it's, it's a really good one. And they rescue from like the more high kill shelters, I guess, is what it, it, it is. Um, and so I think what's happened is all they could tell me is that he was just came from uh, one of their rescue partners or from, you know, a shelter in Southern California. And they had gotten him like a few days before I had, I had found him at the rescue uh, that we got the day we got him. So he had just come in like four days before, had gotten neutered like two days before. Um, and they told us he was Mastiff and Shepherd. And he was twice the size of all the other eight-week-old puppies there. So, (laughs) yeah. So, and this sounds, like, kind of bad, but I'll just out myself. I was like, are you sure you you don't want to see any other puppies, like, to my boyfriend? And my boyfriend was like, nope, this is the one. And the lady was like, please, please take him. Like, nobody else has seen him today. Because he's just, like, I think, you know, like I said, San Diego doesn't have, like, a lot of big yards. So, we have a big yard. So, we were like yeah, we're going to take you. Um, and we didn't look at anybody else, even though I had, <laughs> I had said to, um, which I'm so glad we didn't because it just would have made it much harder. Um, and, and how old was he again? He was eight weeks. Aww. Yeah. Um, and he was like a really, he kind of is, he's still like a really, um, kind of like a scared boy. Um, he's just really shy and he doesn't really, um, he doesn't really, like new people very much but then like really quickly he warms up to them and like really quickly he'll um he'll feel confident with people and like feel confident in situations but I don't know there's 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 definitely like a little little bit of reactivity in him um that I'm still like training training with like all the time um 
he's just like amazing though because he's really smart and he picks up on training um so quickly and he has so much fun doing it and I mean I was just like made a video on why I use positive reinforcement training and it's just because it's so fun like especially for for the for the trainee I guess um to participate and to learn and like I don't want to do anything that's not fun especially like if I'm trying to like learn something new well and also it's like fun for you too because it's like it's like a, a feedback loop right yeah exactly which is which to me is such a reason to not use punishment and dominant space training like like if only because I think it's less fun to go around like yelling at your animal. Although, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it could feel well. I mean, I know a lot of it's not about yelling, as we know from Caesar Milan. Some of it's kicking, <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or, or strangling, or or what do you? Or, I mean, even just like being yeah. you know stern or uh, anyway. A lot of it to me is. Um, I mean, I, I guess what's appealing about it is like when something when you punish a dog and it works and that's like immediately reinforcing the behavior of doing whatever you just did but um but i i just don't like how it feels to be someone who's like yelling and nagging and um and doing all the things that i i do to try and change my husband's behavior right <laughs> exactly fortunately um, there's not a lot of behavior i want to change i guess because i'm clearly not very good at it but um uh yeah it 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 feels nice to have fun with your dog and i just can't imagine it feeling that nice to like i don't know going around like shocking your dog or whatever yeah i was um i was trying to convince my sister actually like last week i was talking to her cuz she has a 3 year old yorkie mix that um she lives in 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 washington so we don't live near each other's um but she kind of just was asking me training questions for the first time. And I was trying to explain, you know, this type of training um, because it's kind of foreign sometimes to people when they, even people who have dogs, um, they've like never even heard of, you know, positive reinforcement training sometimes. So for dog training, just probably, I know what I used to think. And I, so I imagine other people must think like dog training was just one thing. to me. Yeah, exactly. you train a dog like you weed a yard like there's not like like who who the hell needs techniques or science right yeah they're just sentient beings (laughs) not just grass growing on the yard (laughs) but um I was like yeah like don't you want to you know have a good bond with your dog or you know and she was like yeah I guess you're right like I see you know the some people training at the park and they just kind of look like a-holes like if they're you know yelling at their dog I'm like yeah you don't want to be that person <laughs> yeah well I mean good for her for even seeing that I mean I don't I I thought Caesar Milan really had it going on and never thought he looked like an asshole but oh, now yeah. I do now me, I do me too I can't even watch it with a sound off because I get too upset because the dogs just look too upset yeah I haven't even um, tried since I since my mind has been changed um yeah, I've thought I, I've thought about doing like annotated commenting version on maybe maybe we should do that as like a group. Like Oh my gosh. Watch Caesar Milan and then just like heckle. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like dub it with like what you would imagine. Yeah. Oh my god, we should totally do that. That would be really that would be a, a good time for the right person. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
you you do you've done like some kind of trick training with him, right? Um, like, like, I've seen you on Instagram. Like he he'll weave between your legs, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we do middle. Um, he's really good at touch. We do that a lot. Um, we just started doing some muzzle training. Um, oh, great! With a Kong wobbler top, like just the top. Oh, top. smart. Okay. Because um, we don't have a muzzle. And well, that's a great thing. To, that's a great thing to use. Yeah, I had I got the idea from the um, the twenty one day course and. Oh well, that's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> the muzzle training. Yeah, which I t- actually forgot about. So, so the background of this challenge is it's actually um, it's actually its own course that we offer. Um, as it's one of our on-demand courses, and um, uh, and we were trying to come up with like what would be a fun challenge, and we thought like, well, why don't we just you know give people this course and they can all do it together. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I wrote this. I wrote it about a year ago. The whole thing, um, but part of the reason I'm actually really excited about this challenge is because I'm hoping it'll produce videos, which will then um, be something we can add to the course. But mm, yeah, um, I wrote it. I wrote it I wrote the course sort of thinking about like if I was if I was writing to a friend who just got a dog and trying to give them like something new to do every day like what would yeah. I tell them Yeah um and uh and it's funny because I wrote this before um before I lost Amos before we got Poppy and uh and I kind of hadn't thought about it in a while but now looking through it again I'm like oh I'm excited to do this now with Poppy because like a lot of these things are things I probably wouldn't have thought to do with Amos just because like you know, we'd been together so long. Although you could totally yeah. do these with, you could totally do these with a, that's, you know, it's so funny. So funny. Poppy is like playing with the wobbler top right now. She just like went and got it. She must be, she must be psychic. Um, anyway, I wouldn't have thought to do them with Amos, but just because, um, but you could totally do these with a dog that you've had for a while too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what was your first thought like looking through these when we asked you to 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 do this oh totally so um my first thought was that exactly like anybody could do this with their dog um and they're interesting they're fun um they're kind of like some of them are fun that are going to be really fun to like show off um like tricks for your dog to do like I don't know teaching your dog to draw is pretty cool oh yeah well I think you said you were a little nervous about that one right yes but then but then I actually read it and it kind of kind of seems like um I could probably do it so why don't why don't you explain to people who have no idea what we're talking about what it means to teach your dog to draw and what and maybe also why it why it sounds uh like something you might want to do so you use um okay let me open it up actually so you use like a touch screen um so it sounds really hard because I'm like well what am I gonna do put a put a marker in George's mouth and like <laughs> and so then I, I actually opened up the the course and looked at the instructions um yeah so all you have to do is like smear peanut butter on your phone <laughs> <laughs> that's certainly one way to start yeah yeah um, <laughs> although you know what you don't so the idea is basically to instead of teaching your dog or in in addition to teaching your dog like a um a hand touch you can always teach an object touch be that teaching them to touch your knee or touch the a spoon or touch the you know eraser side of a pencil yeah. or whatever but that um 
uh, instead of doing um, one of those objects, we're going to use a touchscreen, uh, be it a phone or an iPad, um, because uh, one thing I like about doing that, especially with people who are new to training, is when the dog's nose with the app that that uh, we like to use, which is called Doodle Buddy, you can select like a stamp feature, and the second your dog's nose touches the screen, it goes like bring, <laughs> yeah, um, and. Uh, so I'm bringing it up on my phone see if I can make the, one of the sounds but it's like it's it's like does the job of the clicker for you because it's like pinpointing the moment that your dog is touching the screen so it's actually um, takes a little bit of the work out of it because you don't have to worry about your timing so you could start you could start by putting peanut butter on it if you really need to like create engagement. Um, but for a dog who's done any kind of nose touch, even if it's just a hand touch, you don't even necessarily have to do that. Cause you could yeah. just like, he'll probably be like, what is this thing? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's fun. And yeah, you get like a little, you get a drawing made by your dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some of the other ones that you've, that you're excited to show off? I'm excited for you to show off all of them by the way, but um, I'm excited to show off touch because we're so good at it. Um, and I'm excited to do more of the muzzle training because I think that one's like really important. And the the options, you can really use like anything. Um, I don't know, coffee, coffee containers, one of the options, or obviously the Kong wobblers. So that's kind of cool because I didn't think that we would, I thought we would have to buy a muzzle to start muzzle training, but you can start training with, you know, different things um elevator game that one's gonna be good because it kind of is a good opportunity to show off um what is it negative yeah yeah um which is kind of controversial to even even say the word punishment even though there's negative in front of it mm -hmm. um and the other one that i'm excited to do um is the the first one the show off the hundred dollar bill which is where you kind of give your dog maybe like 10 or maybe like six to ten different options of different treats um and kind of get to know what their high value treat is and what order they're gonna they're gonna go for the different items in and then you can kind of track it and see um, what they like the best, which is, which is always really good because I think a lot of people, um, don't, don't know that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that before I, I gave him different options. And, um, sometimes I hear people say that like their dog isn't, you know, food motivated and maybe just maybe they just need to try different things. So I think that'll different be a yeah. for everybody to try. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, bringing it back around to humans. I always think like, it's so important to know what the people you love are into. Yeah. Um, if you want to reward them well. Yeah. Neat. Uh, well, I'm, I really love uh, your reels. I think you have a talent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You have a gift for that medium. Uh, and um, so I'm excited to see some of the reels that you're going to do. And you're going to be doing takeovers on the weekend, showing off some of the things, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be super fun. Um, so that. That's... I think that sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think we're doing that every weekend in April. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? I think maybe you, me and Gilby are gonna do them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And well and I'm hoping other people will share share their uh their efforts so yeah. that we can um 
we can learn from each other. Yeah, and that's a, be awesome. a fun moment to show off. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited about doing it too. Like I said, I think it's it's going to be a nice way to um, to uh, run through training um, with Poppy. Uh, I love I, what I, I've been doing the the eighth day eighth day one, which is bouncer dog between two spots. Oh, um, I think that's such a great like basically you're teaching your dog to go to the crate or their bed or whatever spot, but then rewarding them um, far away. Yeah. And I do it with the treat and train, which is the little like remote controlled treat dispenser that I'm obsessed with using. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's so much fun with Poppy to like get her to um, (laughs) just to get her to get some energy out, just like simply running from one end of our apartment to the other. Yeah. Um and I actually I actually just bought um like a tracker for her. Uh I, I didn't buy it for that purpose. I'm I'm sending her with a group that like takes dogs hiking once yeah. a week. Um and they want you to have a GPS tracker like you know Fitbit type dog yeah. thing and and I was thinking uh, it'll be fun to see like how many <laughs> like how how far I can clock for her just running yeah. from one side of the of our home to the other. Um, you have, you have a big backyard, right? So have you done any kind of like, like uh, barkour type stuff with, with George yet? Like exercising or junkyard agility, we sometimes call it. No, but I, I really need to, um, he kind of uses the plants out there sometimes to, uh, run and jump off of, but, Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking about either getting some agility for the backyard or Mm -hmm. even there is some agility classes out here that I could take him to that have um yeah you can also like make up your own obstacles um actually you should you should take our barkour class at some point I think you'd have fun with that it's all about like how to you know use obstacles in your in your in your house although I'm I I'm I'm interested in agility like I think I mean it feels as a living in New York City it feels like such a foreign thing but Mm. I think it's it's a real entry point for a lot of people into dog training yeah Um, and uh seems like a, a fun thing fun thing that you can do it's funny like when i i remember thinking agility would be fun with my with my dog amos when he was younger but then mm-hmm. like in new york it just seemed like such a big deal and i felt like i don't know how serious i really want to be with this like yeah <laughs> i just want my dog to like learn how to run up and down a teeter-totter like that's enough yeah yeah if you get into that tell me i want to learn more i will yeah i'm a little nervous because george is like so um he gets just really really pumped (laughs) the when I take him out in public like one thing we just get told all the time oh he's excited I'm like he's 30% boxer so he's energetic especially around other dogs um he loves other dogs so um I don't know. It's like kind of balancing whether like bringing him and letting him just kind of like have all that energy and then like spending the time like training him to be calm in those situations so that he's not always like bouncing off the walls everywhere. But yeah. So maybe wait until he's a little bit older. And I mean, he's still a puppy basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Huge puppy. Big puppy. How much does he weigh? 75 pounds. Oh my God. And he's yeah. probably still growing. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's 10% grade tame. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Great Danes are are pretty fabulous. 
Um, well, anything that we haven't covered that, that you want to cover or mention? I don't know. Um, I'm not super great at, at coming up with things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, where can where 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 can people find you on Instagram? Since Instagram is where you're going to be leading this. Oh right, uh, yeah, George and Leah at George and Leah. I changed it up recently because um, it's you know it's all about me and George and <laughs> and you know G comes before L in the alphabet, so that was <laughs> first. And he's kind of the star, really. I mean, he's a star. Nobody watches it through me. <laughs> well, I don't know. You got that. You got that purple hair. I know. That's actually a filter. <laughs> that's a filter? Yes. Yeah, there's a purple hair filter? Yes. What? And you know what's funny is I, um, I'm going to post something today with sh- shocking people, my transformation without the filter, because my hairstylist actually messaged me and was like, is your hair really purple? <laughs> I was like, you know me in real life. You do my hair. My hair is not really purple. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe it should be. It looks good. What's the I filter know. that you use? Hold on. I want to have purple I know. hair. Yeah. I mean, you can just like, I'll send it to you on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's Great. so funny. Yeah, the funny. truth is revealed. I know. <laughs> it's an but you know, it's like always it. like, it's the, the stereotype, like, is she really blonde? Yes. Does she, does she really have purple hair? She really have purple hair. <laughs> the answer is no. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I'm super excited that you're going to be doing this. And I'm sure I will see you between now and then on Instagram or on um, Clubhouse or wherever you and I hang. Yes. And uh, and thank you so much for taking the time to, to do this. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. If you'd like to participate in our dog training in 21 days challenge just follow us on instagram at school for the dogs we will be posting about the different challenge steps every day starting thursday april 1st for 21 days if you look in the show notes i've spelled out what you can expect each day if you want to get more detailed information about each step of the challenge. Through the end of April, we are offering up our dog training in 21 days course, uh, which you can get for free. You can just go to schoolforthedogs.com slash DT21 days, and uh, you can purchase it there at checkout. Use the code DT21days, and there will be no charge. Really excited uh, to be doing this. Really excited Leah is demonstrating it. And I hope that if you do take part, you will um, tag us so that we can see how you're doing. You don't have to do every day, um, but I think if you do, you'll get a lot out of it. Do you need some help teaching your dog where you want him to pee or poop? And when? If so, I hope you'll check out our brand new, totally free house training guide. You can find it at schoolforthedogs.com house. It's filled with lots of really good tips on how to train a dog to potty in the right spot, but it also is going to explain to you how to teach your dog to do it on cue. So go check it out. schoolforthedogs.com house. School, school for the dogs.
Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to Bill and Lizzie of Toast Garden for the amazing theme song. You can find Toast Garden at youtube.com slash toastgarden. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping at storefortheDogs.com, and you can learn more about us at schoolforthedogs.com. You can also connect with other listeners by downloading our brand new app. Just visit schoolforthedogs.com community.